0: Good morning, everybody. Today is November the 18th, 2021. It's amazing, we're coming up on the end of another year. It really is true that the older you get, the faster time flies by. And I'm so excited that I have this medium to sit in my house and talk to you and share with you what I've learned in the Bible Especially since today, I don't know what to believe. When I turn on the TV or the radio or even my phone, I get all these messages on my cell phone. I don't know what's true and what's not true. I hear one thing today and then tomorrow I hear the exact opposite. And as I look back over my life, even before I became a Christian, I wanted to know the truth. I look back growing up and if I knew the truth, I could handle it. If I didn't know, I was frustrated and anxious all the time. And then I became a Christian and I found out everything in the Bible is true. You don't understand it all. And you don't know it all. You never will know it all. That's the exciting thing about it. But it's all true. And if you ask God to reveal it to you, He will. And so today we're in John chapter 16. And Jesus said in verse 12, I've got a lot of things to tell you, but you can't hear them now. Then he said, "Howbeit, However, he said, when the spirit of truth is come, that's the Holy Spirit. Now, remember, Jesus had not gone to the cross and he hadn't risen from the dead and ascended into heaven. And when he ascended into heaven, he sent the Holy Spirit to indwell us, to live in us. And he tells us here what he's going to do. He will guide you into all truth. That's his job. And it's interesting, if you read the Bible and you don't understand something, you pray. And you say, Lord, help me to understand that. I just don't get it. The answer may not come at once, but I guarantee you, sometime within a short period of time, you'll suddenly realize, oh, I understand what that means. You see, that's the job of the Holy Spirit. He shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Isn't that exciting? You see, the Holy Spirit never talks about Himself. It's always Jesus Christ. And He reveals to us the truth. Then Jesus is speaking, and He said, He shall glorify me, for He will receive of mine, show it unto you. I'll tell Him the truth, and He'll show you. That's the way it works. And that's why it's important. For you to trust the Holy Spirit. And again I say it's interesting that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. Now many people are delighted and thrilled that he's their Lord. I mean Savior. But they don't want him as their Lord. No thank you. I'll run my own life. I'll do my own thing. But thank you for forgiving my sins. Well good luck. Because you see, you may be saved, but you're on your own. And in the world today, I just don't want to be on my own because everything's too uncertain. And when I realize that God knows everything, knows my afternoon, He knows my night and my tomorrow, and therefore I can trust Him with it. It's a scary thing to be on your own. When my husband died, I was. For the first time in my life, I was on my own. I was 82 years old. 80. Sam was 82 when he died. It's almost 10 years ago. And I had never lived alone in my life. I left home and went to college with a roommate. I came to Birmingham, Alabama with a roommate and taught school. I met Sam and married him. He's been my roommate ever since. And it was a scary thing to be alone. And then I realized that I am not alone. I'm never alone. It's just that there's not that person sitting next to me and sleeping next to me in the bed. It's the Spirit of God in me. And I learned to say when I felt myself getting despondent, Oh, thank you, Lord. Sam's in heaven with you, and you're in me. And I thank you. All things that the Father has are mine. That's verse 15. Can I read that to you again? All things that the Father hath are mine. That's Jesus. Therefore said I, that he shall take of mine, the Holy Spirit will take, and show it unto you. A little while and you will see, not see me. This is Jesus speaking to his disciples. And again, a little while and you will see me because I go to the Father. Now that's gibberish. What did he say? A little while and you won't see me. And then a little while and you will see me because I'm going to my Father. Now the disciples were just like you and me. And their humanity is shown in the Bible. And so they talked among themselves. They didn't want him to hear them, but they said, What is he talking about? Now, that's not what they said. In the King James, it says, What is this that he saith unto you, unto us? But I'm saying they said, What is he talking about? A little while, and you will not see me, and again a little while, and you will see me, and because I go to the Father, they said, "What is this that he says? A little while. What does he mean? A little while. We just don't know what he's talking about." Now Jesus knew that they were desirous to ask him. You see, don't be fooled. Jesus knows your heart. He knows your desires and your needs. He knows what you're thinking. I forget that. I don't have to pray for him to know what's inside of me. He sees it, and he saw what was in them. And so he said, Do you inquire among yourselves of of what I said? A little while, and you shall not see me. And again, a little while, and you'll see me. Is that what y'all are talking about? And then, verily, verily, I say unto you. Remember, verily, verily means this is important. Listen up. You will weep and lament. The world shall rejoice. You will be sorrowful. But your sorrow will be turned into joy. He's talking about the crucifixion. And he's saying, you will see it. And you will see me beaten beyond recognition and you will see me nailed to a cross and you will see me cry out and you'll see me give up the ghost you see they didn't kill Jesus he was eternal but he volunteered his life and he gave it up and he said you'll see me you'll be sorry but the world will be glad I'm gone because you see they hated him And he said, soon your sorrow will be turned into joy. When was their sorrow turned into joy? When the resurrection occurred and he walked with them and talked with them. And they saw that he was alive. And then he compared what he was talking about to an illustration. I love all of his illustrations. You see, they're internationally understood. We complicate things because we're highly educated. But I taught people that had no education in in Asia. And I found then that all these illustrations, everybody knows. He compared it to a woman giving birth. Now, everywhere in the world, women have children. So they can understand this. He said, a woman, when she is in travail, that's when she's in labor, has sorrow. Boy, I'll tell you, that's the truth. Because her hour is come. But as soon as she is delivered of the child, she remembereth no more the anguish. For joy that a man is born into the world. I would like to bear witness of that. I have three children, and it's incredible that the pain of childbirth disappears from your heart and mind when you hold that baby in your arms. And the pain and sorrow that you labored to produce doesn't exist anymore for the joy that you have in your heart when you look down at that little precious baby that is born into the world. And Jesus said, And you now, therefore, have sorrow. But I will see you again, and your heart shall rejoice. And your joy no man can take from you. not that incredible? They saw all the horror and nightmare of the crucifixion. And he was telling them one day, your sorrow is going to be gone. And you're going to rejoice. And no man can ever take the joy away from you. Now, we didn't have to go through the agony of being present at the crucifixion. But I remember that day like it was yesterday when Jesus Christ came into my life. I don't know, I didn't have the knowledge, but the joy that was in me was incredible. I didn't know where it came from. And you know no man can take that away from me. I've had sorrow and disappointments and heartaches. I've had devastating things happen to me over these years, but the joy remained. It was always there. And I used to tell people before I had devastating heartache, I believe that you can have tears in your eyes and joy in your heart. And I've experienced that in several different occasions. And no matter what's taken away from me on earth, the joy is mine, and it remains. What good news. He said, in that day, you will ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Whatsoever you ask in the Father's name, He will give it to you. Hitherto have you asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive, that your joy may be full. These things have I spoken unto you in Proverbs. But the time's coming when I shall speak to you no more In Proverbs but I will show you plainly of the Father. At that day you will ask in my name and I say not unto you that I will pray the Father for you. For the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. Do you realize what that says? God loves us because we love His Son. And isn't that true in life? Have you ever met your child's best friend? And they say, we love your child so much. You automatically love them. And that's because we're made in the image of God. And there's so much that happens to us that reveals how God feels about us. He said, I came from the Father and am come into the world again. I will leave the world and go to my Father. Jesus said it all in this chapter. I'm here. I'm leaving. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit who will be with you forever. But I will be back. So we look for the rapture. As the world gets darker, the light of God's word shines brighter. And we can live with joy unspeakable and great hope in the truth of God's word. God bless you. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. And thank you again for listening.